thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We lift you and we bless you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. If you're watching us tonight, we invite you to worship with us. If you're watching us tonight, we're just inviting you to love up on Christ with us. If you're watching tonight, no matter what state you're in, you have come to the you have come to the well. 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 Don't be embarrassed about your thirst. Don't be embarrassed about your need. Don't be embarrassed about where you're dry. Don't be embarrassed about what's going on in your life. You have come to the well. We invite you to the well. In the spirit, all I hear God is saying, the invitation is for the well. Come to the well. Come to the well. Come to the well. Drop your bucket in tonight. Drop your bucket in tonight and get the water that you need. Your soul is thirsty. Your heart is thirsty. Your mind is thirsty. Your spirit is thirsty. But there is a well. And tonight we erect a well. Tonight we dig a well. Tonight we build a well. So whatever you need is here tonight. Whatever you need is here tonight. Don't be discouraged because what you needed before was not found in other places. Other places are dry. And sometimes God allows those places to be dry intentionally. To redirect your attention to him. So tonight there is a well. Tonight there is a well. Tonight there is a well. So drink. Focus your minds. Focus your hearts. Quiet your atmospheres. There is a well tonight. started with our event tonight. I'm about to bring up our host, Bashi Aho, but just rest in this right now. Just rest in this right now. Just rest. Rest. Rest.
Jared, yo, I provide a guy. This is what we see, guy. You're Jehovah's Sicker, new guy. Yo, we give you glory for who you are, God. We lift you up. You're excellent. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, God. We lift you up. You're great, God. You're good, God. You're a father when, the, when we're fatherless. You're mother when we're uh, motherless. So we give you glory, God. Yes, Father. Thank you, God, for being who you are in our life. Thank you, Father. We bless your name, God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, we want to welcome you to the platform experience. Um, this is truly, this is truly needed for the body of Christ. Not just the body of Christ, but those that are that are thirsty for more. So, really quickly, if we could, if we could, we just, I just want to take a moment of silence for a brother, uh, um, I would say, a fellow artist of ours, a musician of ours that went home to be with the Lord. Um, as it, it was a shock to everybody, you know. Um, sometimes when you're praying, believing God for something. You know, and then something it twist, it, it, it make a twist. You're like, wow, what happened? And all God can say is, well, I'm sovereign. That's, right. yeah. That's the only thing you can actually come up with, yeah. you know. But we, we, we just want to take a moment of silence for our, our brother Paris um, uh, Bowen. Is that all right? All right. Amen. Amen. Okay, so listen, we want to actually get started because uh, I definitely want to be ministered to, all right? Usually when we come to concerts, we always ministering, forgetting that we need to be ministered to. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Sometimes we get caught up in the, the hype of us ministering, like, oh my gosh, there's so much. And then when we leave, we emptied out, which we should be emptied out. Uh, but at the same time, you still want something for you, you know, at that event yeah. or wherever you are. Yeah. All right. So listen, we're gonna get started. And our first, um, this oh, oh, real quick. If you um, if you're um, watching, I see it's different in the, in the different screen. But if you're watching from where I'm watching on my phone, it's you know the numbers are, are there. So if you are there and I did see you, uh, just drop a, a prayer request. All right, and we can see it. You know, and we'll definitely pray for you. All right, you know that's what we're about. So we're gonna bring up our first minister, and his name is Ambition the Poet. So I need you guys to give it up for him, all right? All right, amen. myself about what, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? What's the two poems that I can do in this, this 10 minutes? My name is Ambition the Poet. I'm the first foster care poet in the history of the United States. And what that means is that um, my poetry had evolved from just entertaining it turned into a ministry. And so when I was uh, sitting here and I was listening to the music and listening to T.W. Stuyvesant and, and listening to my share 
and start to tell me tell me something and tell the people that remember what I told you. And some of us feels like Gideon, that's my favorite character of the Bible. And he talks about how when God came to him <laughs> and asked him to do something, he says, no, not me. I'm, I'm the weakest of my tribe. And a lot of us feel like we're not worthy, that we're not strong enough to carry the mantle that was bestowed upon us. And I, and I always say that I'm like this, this Gideon because I remember that I am the smallest literally in my family. I am the, the one that comes from a little small town. And yes, I was born in Philly, but I, that's not where I was built at. I was built at in a small little town called Sickleville, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. and, and, and my fight was, do I tell people when I get on mm -hmm. that I'm from Philly? <laughs> and God said, I took you from Philly and raised you in Sickleville, New Jersey. You go forth and tell them that you come from a small town. Right. I'm big enough to make you, not right. no city. I'm big enough to make you who you are. And you keep thinking it's your environment, but it's what's inside of you. I struggle with poetry as well. I'm going to get into my piece right after this. Come on. I didn't know what I wanted to be in the poetry world. I kept just calling myself a poet, but God said, excuse me, I told you to do something. And I'm like, no, because I want to talk about other stuff. He says, you can, but I want you to name yourself a foster care poet. Your job is not to just call yourself any poet. I want you to niche it down and go forth. Blessings will come upon you once you admit what I said, who you are. Mm. And it was a struggle for me. And so as I go through this poetry, as I go through this little journey, I want to remind you that please do not run away from your calling. Some of you are running away from what you truly are. And that title is the reason why you're not giving it to yourself. It's holding you back. I do this for the foster kids. I do this for the foster kids whose houses a little bit lonely. They was hoping that they wore memories. I become the North Face coat for the frozen lump that they call heart. I do this for the foster kids who have to see locks on refrigerators. They start to steal their food because they see their lunch and their pudding being locked in the prison. I do this for the foster kids who says that their backs have too many visitations from belts, broomsticks, and hangers. See, Dyfus had to red flag those houses because some people can't tell the difference between discipline and assault cases. I do this for the foster kids who got lured away from group homes. And then I find that young girl and tell her to find herself worth because if not, then her skeleton will find it more comfortable in the studio that's buried in the cemetery. I do this for the foster kids that are unaccounted for. I've been telling America for years, but nobody cares. I guess yeah. people only care about thousands when it comes to their money. Wow. But not humans. Wow. Ah, I do this for the foster kids who got stuck into the streets. I would join the streets too if my mom cared more about her boyfriend than my existence. I do this for the foster kids who got stuck at the border. How was they supposed to know that their parents was going to come to the United States? Wow. I guess we would care a little bit more if that was our kids that had to wake up to prison fences instead of Disney wallpaper. I do this wow. for the foster kids that are scared to go to sleep at night. They say that there's a predator and, and his fingers keeps trespassing below their belly buttons. Uh, wow. I, 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 I do this wow. for the foster kids who said they got the front row seat to the stadiums of horrors. They say it's creeping and starts to rust on their duff bag when they cross the threshold. They never saw a moving truck, but they could tell you what it's like to have their whole life being carried in a trash bag. Ooh. Ah, oh, man, I, I, I do this for the foster kids who turned out great like me and still had to get their self-identity down from a noose that hang from the family tree. See, that was me. I do this because it could have been you. It, it could have been your co-worker or your distant cousin. I do this 
because for the foster kids, who else would take the time out to say that we love them? I do this for the foster kids. And, 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 and so what happened was, was that I was struggling with my ministry. I was, I was all over the place trying to be this type of poet. I was going to Philly, and I was trying to be what they wanted me to be. I was yeah. all over the place, not really understanding who I was. And something said, again, I told you to admit who you are. Why would I have you go through everything in your life? Why would I have you have your own crucifixion? You was crucified yourself when you were a young man. Go forth. Do not be scared. I don't care if they don't like you. And it took years, years for the city of Philadelphia, years for some of the people on the poetry scene to understand my passion, to understand my ministry. I said, but God, they're not feeling me. He said, go out and do some more poems. I said, God, they're not really clapping. Go out and do some more poems and tell them yeah. that you are a Christian. No, you're not perfect. No, you don't have it all Come together. On. He said, but I still want you to tell the people Come that on. you are unapologetically a Christian Woo. in any club, in any hood. Yeah. Do not be fearful. I got your back. I'm the one who saved you from Nicetown. Not nobody. No new environment. I saved you. And yet they're going to tell you that you're not good enough because you don't live in this hood. They're going to try to tell you that you're not good enough because you don't do this type of poetry. Who saved you? Are you listening to people or me? Wow. Come on. And so I had to admit who I was. And I was struggling with learning Bible verses. I, 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 I couldn't learn Bible verses the way that the church wanted me to. That's not how my mind works. Mm. And I'm glad you had me here for this type of worship because there's some creatives that have to learn Bible verses in raps and in, and in poems and, and, and reciting differently. But they're trying to play you in the church because they say, but well, that's not how we need to learn. But that's not true. Mm. Come on. A creative is a little bit different. And so there's people in your church that you got to reach differently. And so right. some people will only listen to a Christian ministry through poetic form or learn that way. I learned about the lake of fire in the book of Revelations. I learned about patience and joy. Chapter 5, verse 22 in the book of Galatians. It was Psalms 62 and 1. He says, truly rest my soul with God. And from him, I shall find my salvation. It was Genesis 3 and 6 where I see that Eve had bitter the apple and fell to her own temptation. It was Matthew 7 and 14 where he says, the path to life is a little bit narrow. Only a few will find it. But then I was reminded, Isaiah 54 and 8, where God said, I hid my face out of anger for a little while, but I still have everlasting kindness. It was Psalms 150, which says, everything that have breath shall praise the Lord. <laughs> that means your cat, your dog, and any amphibian. It was Luke 9 and 16, where Jesus had five loaves of bread, two pieces of fish, and fed 5,000 people. Somebody got to do that dividend. Come on. But then I ran into a drug dealer. <laughs> he said, how can you help me with all the paper that I'm touching? I said, um, uh, I think it's Timothy 6 and 9. For the man that goes after all of his rushes, his riches will fall into temptation and fall in his own ruin and destruction. And as I was having this discussion, this girl said, yo, I don't want to go to church. They keep trying to play me, so it's whatever. And I was stuck for a second. I was like, ah, what do you need to go to this verse? Go in the Bible, find this verse. It's Titus 3 and 3. Ah. It, it, it says that we were all deceived and disobedient and enslaved in all various lusts and pleasures. And so when I looked up into the sun, he said, my son, I know they don't want to listen to you, but remember what I told you. That's, three, that's John 3 and 16. For you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten son, and I'm done. My name is Ambition the Poet. I'm the first foster care poet in the history of the United States. Thank you so much for this platform, son. Woo!
Jesus loves me. Somebody needs to be reminded you feel like you are alone right now. But remind yourself, Jesus loves me. It's a lie. Say, Jesus loves me. Come on with the tears rolling down your face. Say, Jesus loves me. Church now. Now it is. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. So 
Come so on. Come just on. to be reminded yeah. that he loves you is key itself. Hallelujah. That's a drawer itself. He said, by loving kindness have I drawn thee. So Thank you, that draws it. Come on. That draws. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the reminder. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. Hallelujah. So we're going to bring up another minister. And um, I must say again, he's anointed. And uh, God is taking us somewhere different. And I'm so glad. You know, um, I was talking to Tommy um, earlier. And we was talking about how things going to, how he's going to set things up. And I said, I don't know. I think God's going to go another way. <laughs> and he kind of did. You know, and it's so funny because we plan. We plan all the time. And then God says, no, I don't like that plan. Yeah. When you mature in him, you can be okay with him, with him saying that. Listen, you can be okay with him saying, no, okay. You know, you can say, you know what, God, what plan do you want? And when he changes it, so you won't, listen, sometimes he'll change it so you won't have to be seen. This won't have to be seen so much. Amen. So I thank God for this sister right here. I thank God for that because it reminds you, man, 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 man. I was over here balling because. You know, sometimes we forget that God does love us. Beyond hell. Beyond the normalcy in the church. Beyond everything that we do. Beyond the service. Beyond all that. Hallelujah, God, we thank you. So we got to move. Okay, so listen, we're going to bring on my brother, anointed brother, definitely a minister, and I'm, I'm waiting to hear and even glean from him. Come on, y'all, give it up for yeah. BJ Shorts.
Yeah. 
if I wasn't here and I'd be watching, I'd be jealous. Because the Spirit of God is here. But he can go right through. Come on. The Spirit of God can, you can still feel him where, where you're watching. Thank you for your grace. Yes, Lord. 
I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your presence. Because in your presence there is fullness of joy. Yes, it is. And we just bless you, Lord, tonight. There are times that I've had opportunities to go into the prison, on the street, speaking to many different types of people, different backgrounds, different things that are going on. And I always share this real quick story. And maybe you may be looking now and seeing, and I'm going to be real, you're going to see that everybody in this room tonight is different color skin. But we're not. It's just a bodysuit. And when I would go into the prisons, I would always, always think in the back of my mind, if guys would be looking at me, I've never been in jail, I've never been there, I've never sat in their seat, but I always start out with this. And I said, let me explain something to you. About 16 years ago, I was diagnosed with oral cancer. And they had to, long story short, they went into the operating room for 16 and a half hours. Wow. They cut out half my tongue, replaced it with a part of my arm. And I have in my mouth, I'm a bald-headed minister with half a tongue and half an arm. And I say, how many in here ever has that? Does anybody in here have that now? Wow. Well, then guess what? I don't know where you've been, wow. and you don't know where I'm at. Wow. So now wow. we can talk on a level wow. basis. Come on. Yes. Come on. You see, tonight we're talking about something called love. Yeah. Yes, we are. Love. Yes, we are. And I'm going to go a little bit deeper tonight because I'm sure you probably all have been someplace up in Philadelphia, and you see that big sign, and everybody wants to get a picture under the love sign. Under the love sign. But the problem that ends up being is the world has deceived itself in the meaning of love. It has been distorted. You see, there's many different kinds of love. There's eros love. There's, there's philios love. There's historic love. But tonight we're talking about one love, and that's agape love. Yes. The Bible declares over in 1 John, it talks about how God is love. And I want to share this real quick. And I just want to speed through this, but I believe you'll understand. And we say, oh, yeah, but that's God's love. No, you don't understand. God is love. Yes, he is. And see, love is God. You can't separate them both. They are an entity of its own. Wow. God is love. Wow. And see, the bottom line ends up being is when we understand that, we understand that God wants nothing more. That's why when the scripture says, John 3.16, for God so loved the world, that means he literally, he encompasses this world with his love because it's who he is. Yeah. Wow. It's who he is. And there is no, no separation of that. And when we get to see that, and we get to see that the thing we have to understand is that word is. So many times we forget about the little tiny words in the Bible. Yes. That word is means something. Mm. Just like where Jesus says that I am the vine. I am, I, am the, I am the vine and you are the branches. When you abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear much fruit. Two words that we got to look at tonight. And that word is is and in. If God is love, that means he's all-consuming. That when we know who he is, Come on. then we can be found in him. Yeah. Come on. It's like a glass of water. You see, the, the bottom line is, being is there could be an empty water. I could pass it around, and it's absolutely worthless because there's nothing in it. Wow. 
But see, when God is in us, something starts to happen. Mm. Wow. When God continues to pour out his love, when God continues to pour out himself into us through his son, Jesus Christ, by the power of the spirit of God, then all of a sudden things starts to change. That's what love is all about. It's agape love. It's a, it's the love that you can't and I can't understand. And let me tell you here tonight, yeah. for those that are watching, let me explain this to you. This isn't about religion. It's not about church. It's not about being under a pastor. You know, I, I, I don't even care whether you call me a pastor. The bottom line ends up being is we have to come to a place where we are in Christ Jesus. It is a relationship. Yes, it is. A relationship. Yes, it is. He hungers for us just as we hunger for him tonight. You know, it was like we were deer panning for the woods. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Because we're thirsty. Yes. We're thirsty. We're praying that tonight that you've been blessed. You've been praying tonight that, that each and every one who said something, each yeah. and every one who's spoken, each and every one through the music, through whatever it is, that God is right there where you are Come and on. you can understand his experience. It's not about church. It's not about all the stuff that's being painted out there. It's about a relationship. Yes, sir. Come on. The relationship. And that is pure Absolute, an unadulterated love. Make it clear. Make it clear. You see, we're in a place right now where there's so much confusion out there in the world. And yes, the body of Christ is even buying into a lot of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. You see, we're here tonight. Why? Because we love one another. How can we love one another? It's because it's the Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yeah. It's the Spirit of God that's here. And see, what happens is we get tainted by the world. The world wants to push something else down our throats, push something else in our minds. You know what? I've been I've been sharing just real quickly, real quick, over my uh, myself, my wife and I. We are basically uh, in 30 days. If we don't find a place, we're going to be homeless. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Somebody wow. say Amen. Amen. That's real. But you know what? I got. I know God's got it. That's right. I know God. He knows exactly yeah. where. Why? Because I don't have any fear. Because. <laughs> God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Come on. And see, the thing that ends up being, it doesn't matter. You know, I was sharing this morning, it doesn't matter. You know, here is Jesus. Jesus didn't have a home. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't have a place to put his head. He borrowed a donkey, and he even had a borrowed grave. Didn't proclaim himself. Didn't say who he was. Nope. He said, no, you say that I am. Yeah. Wow. And see, we get so tainted by the world. And all we want to do is God wants us to be an ambassador. Ambassador to the world. You see, I share it this way because the thing ends up being about pure love. We don't want to do anything that's going to come contrary to God's word. That's, right. that's the power of God's love in us. So when we see that and we understand what an ambassador is, it's like if I was an ambassador that would say an ambassador to Romania where I used to do ministry and I go over there and somebody comes up to me. You see, I'm paid by the United States. I'm paid to be an ambassador and I only speak what the, what the United States stands for. 
And while I'm over there, somebody comes up to me and says to me, well, what do you think about the abortion issue or something like that? I have to repeat exactly what the United States would tell me to say. Because if I don't, then I'm no longer an ambassador for the United States. I no longer have a house. I no longer have an in income. I no longer be called ambassador. And see, we got to realize this is the body of Christ. See, when you accept the Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you no longer have an opinion. Wow. Wow. You no longer can say, well, I think, no, there ain't no I think. It's about what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says this, and the Word of God says this. And what happens is that so many times we are literally not caught, we are not operating as an ambassador anointing. And what happens then is we wonder why God is not blessing us. It's because we no longer are truly an ambassador. Wow. You see, it's God in Him. See, we want nothing more to be, be found in Him. As Jesus says, I am the I am the vine. My father is the husbandman. He's the vine dresser. He's the one that takes care of everything. But guess what? When you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask what you will and my father will do it for you. But see, we have to be abiding. We have to understand that love. God is love. That means when we love God, that means we love everything about him. That means that he loves everything about us because we are now in him because he is love. I want to share and close out with this story. And I believe it ministers to my heart. And as a very, very wealthy man, he went around all the world and he had all these very expensive uh, paintings and, and statues and all kinds of jewelry and stuff. He had one son and his son was shipped off to the military and had to go to war. And when he was in war, he was he met a guy who was in, in the foxholes with him. And one day uh, they were there and, and the, the, the bullets were flying and the guy got shot. Hmm. When he came home, heartbroken. His only son was, was dead. And a couple of weeks went by, a month went by, and it's knock at the door. The knock at the door and this man says, and he stands there with his big high package and he says he says i i've got something for you you don't know who i am i was in the foxholes with your son i get to know him i got to understand him i got to learn about you i got to learn about all the things and who you are and what you do and he says i want to give this to you and he closed the door and he left and the father went up and he opened it up and here he had done a portrait of his son and he was so proud of it, and he hung it in the foyer, this big foyer of his big mansion that was there. And he hung it up there so that every person that walked in the door would see his son up there on the, on the mantle. Well, a couple of years went by, and the gentleman passed away. And because he had no son, he had no, no one to pass down, they had an auction. And people came from all over the world because they knew the priceless objects that he had all these objects that were out there. And they came far and wide from different countries and all kinds of different places and they all just packed into the foyer where the, where the uh, auction was. 
and everybody's there and the auctioneer goes up and he stands up there and he says, we're about to open up this auction today. And according to the, uh, 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 the operation of how we're operating this, the first thing we're gonna put up there is this painting behind here, which is the, the, the gentleman's son. He says, who's gonna give me a bid? $50, $100, $100, somebody give me $100. How about $200, $100? Nobody, nobody's bidding. It's quiet in the room. A guy in the back of the room raises his hand. He says, I'll give you $100. And all of a sudden, the auctioneer grabbed the gavel and he went, the auction is over. And everybody looked at each other. They never had a chance to bid on anything or to do anything. And the auctioneer said there was a stipulation in the will. And what the, what the man said in the will was, the person who buys my son gets it all. Wow. You see, Jesus Christ went all the way to the cross. And see, when we realize and understand that, when we purchase him, when we buy him, when we desire him more than anything on this earth, we get it all. Yes. We're co-heirs with Christ. Yes, we are. So tonight, maybe you're at a place right now. You see, I was diagnosed with cancer as a pastor for 27 years. And you know what? A lot of people look at us and like, we're all that, a box of chocolates and a bag of chips. Nothing happens to us. But I was diagnosed with cancer. I wrote a book. It was an absolutely incredible adventure. It was an adventure. There has been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books that have gone out all over the world. And God allowed me to be there to experience his love. That through it all, in times when I was by myself and I didn't know what to do, my wife wasn't there and the doctors were all around and I looked like Job in the Hood. I had tubes all over me and all kinds of things going on. There was only one person I could talk to and could give me comfort. And his name was Jesus. And every time I would sit and cry and I would sit and cry. And as I closed out, one night, it's three o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden, I just started weeping. And I felt the presence of God in the room. And he said to me, what do you have in your mouth? I said, I had a tracheotomy and I couldn't talk, so I'm mentally speaking back to God. And I'm saying, God, what, what do you mean? I don't know what you're trying to tell me. He says, what do you have in your mouth? I said, Lord, you're going to have to tell me because I don't know what you're trying to say. I haven't seen it. I don't know what it looks like. It's probably a very grotesque looking thing. I don't know. He says, what you have in your mouth is the body of Christ. See, I took a non-significant part of your arm that has no ability whatsoever. And I sewed it in with your tongue that you can taste, you can speak. And see, the tongue accepted the arm and the arm accepted the tongue. And see, when they work together, they do incredible things. Oh, wow. Never look at somebody and never think that you're better That's or right. bigger right. or higher or more elevated, right. no matter who you are. Yeah. See, we all need each other. And that's what this is about here tonight.
but, but most of all ministering to you. If you have a prayer request, if you have things, please, please jot it down. Because I believe tonight God is going to answer prayer. God bless you. Jesus, God. 
God, let, when they wake up tomorrow, God, let it be better than it was today. In the name of Jesus, God, bring home God, the son, God, bring home the daughter, God. In the name of Jesus, God, God, we ask that you mend fences, God. In the name, God, we are called to reconciliation. So, God, we pray, God, that families will be reconciled, God. In the name of the mother, will be reconciled with the husband, God. In the name of Jesus, God, go into the homes and touch them, even right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Father, what you said is in that name that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So God, we thank you. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for the word that we get to speak, God. Hallelujah. And we give you praise and we honor you for it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
I went into, I, I lay down and I went into a seizure and a stroke at the same time because that's what they told my ex-wife and my mom and everybody. So they couldn't, they couldn't get a hold of me because usually I pick up my phone and um, things like that and they couldn't get a hold of me. So I didn't, so from what, from me being unconscious, laying there and they, they trying to do certain things. I woke up in the hospital not knowing what was going on. I had tubes all in me trying to figure out what was going on. I was in the hospital for about like six months and in intensive care for about um, almost like three, two to three weeks. So the thing was, um, I had background things at the time and stuff like that and they was praying, you know, people came up or whatever. And what happened was when they were praying, I flatlined for about uh, one to two minutes. So, so many people ask me, you know, Christians, you know, no, not Christians, but people in the church, they ask me, did you see Jesus? I wouldn't be here. And I, you can't see him yet. You know, um, so the thing was, you know, I did hear a voice, you know, and people was like, did you see light? No, it ain't me. I didn't see no light. I'll tell you what I saw. I saw darkness. That's all I saw. And I heard God's voice because I recognized his voice. And he said, now will you serve me? Wow. Now will you give your heart to me? And in, and in that time, I'm asking God, well, I thought I did. He said, no, you, you were doing the work. Will you give me your heart? You've been in church, you know, but you, I want your heart. So all this time, I'm thinking, wow. When I'm saying, I've been in church all this time. I wasn't saved? He said, your gift doesn't make you saved. Are you, do you, do, do, do you want me? And I, he said, all I want is an eternal yes. If you give me an eternal yes, I'll turn some things around. And this is God, this is me and God talking. I, I didn't see him, but this is me and God talking. And after that, and after I gave God the eternal yes, I said, things started, things started to come back, you know, but slowly. So here's the thing, here's what I'm saying. God is a way maker, a miracle worker, whether you know it or not. Amen. So here's the thing. I don't care what you're going through, what you're facing, God can do it. That's all I can say. God can do it if you trust him and understand that he knows the way you take. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's kind of hard to, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I have to. I told Tommy I didn't want to sing, and here's why. Um, I don't like singing as much as I used to. And um, so when somebody asked me, I'm like, nah, I just come and hold. I just do that. And the reason why I did that is because what happened was she reminded me that Jesus loves you. Yeah. Yeah. She did. And not, not because of just what she said, but there were some things that God was dealing with me about. He said, the only reason why you don't want to do it is because of what's, what you're seeing. You're being discouraged by what you're seeing. That's why you want to pull back. You know, so I'm, I'm I'm going. Just do what God asked me to do. Amen. You are here, moving in the midst. Amen. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. 
such a sweet spirit this year. And it's in these atmospheres where the Lord can definitely heal. And healing and you can have internal bleeding and not show any signs on the outside. Something can rupture on the inside. You can have cracked ribs and it, and it would not, won't even show. But it's in these atmospheres and this is why we have to be hungry for his glory and for his presence. Because a lot of times we look okay. But sometimes there's some hemorrhaging. There's something eternal going on that on the outside you can't even see. But it's in his presence, in these moments rather than in his presence where he can heal. And I'm going to let you know this in this last dispensation, in this time that we're going through, there's going to be a lot of distractions. There's a lot that the world's introducing to us as the body of Christ. But don't drift from his presence. Don't drift. Don't drift. This is what you need. His glory is what you need. His power is what you need. His anointing is what you need. His authority and his governance over your life is exactly what you need. Continue to rest in his presence. So I'm a storyteller, and I'm going to tell you a quick story. And this story is about homelessness. So I don't know if anybody has ever experienced that before, homelessness that is. But it's something that, um, that impacts you emotionally, it impacts you mentally. Yeah. Um, it impacts you spiritually. It, the, the impact right. um, is innumerable. So I was homeless. And um, it just seemed like I couldn't catch a break. I couldn't find anywhere. I couldn't find anywhere. I couldn't find anywhere to live. Um, so um, this was after knocking on door after door. Um, I just couldn't find any place to live. And so um, one day while I was walking the street, you know, still looking for a home, um, I saw this for rent sign hanging out this window. And I said, you know what, let me go ahead. Let me try this one space. You know, I, I, I don't know if this, if this will work out. I don't know. Let me at least try it. So I went up to the door and, you know, I pulled my strength up because I, didn't, I don't want to hear another no or, you know, places full or nothing like that. So I knock on the door and the door opens and it's the guy who owns it, owns the place. And um, he said, hey man, can I help you? And I said, yeah. I said, um, I've been looking for a place to live. I said, I'm so desperate right now. I just need a place to call home. I just need a place to live. And I said, I saw your for rent sign. And um, can I, you know, what's up? Can I move in? And he said, no, not, not yet, man. He said, um, 
there's still some work that I'm doing in here. You know, it's, it's just the place is just trash right now. Come back in a few days and you can move in. So I said, all right, cool. So I'm not going to lie, I was a little frustrated. I was a little hurt. But I said, okay, at least I have a prospect. So I leave, a few days go by, I come back, I, I run up to the door, excited because I'm like, you know, this is the moment. This, this is the moment where I finally have a home. So I bang on the door, and uh, the door swings open, it's the guy again, he said, hey man, how may I help you? I said, well, you said to come back in a few days, and everything will be fixed, and I can go ahead and move in. And he said, man, I'm still working on the place, man. It's, it's, it's not ready. I said, man, but you told me to come back in a few days. He said, it's not ready. He said, man, look. So he swung open the door. And the place was a mess. The carpet was all tore up and it had all these large stains. The wallpaper was starting to roll down. And there were cracks inside the ceiling and there were leaks in the ceiling. I said, I, I see it. I said, I understand. I said, but just, man, I'm good with my hands. Just, just let me move in. Please, man, I'm good with my hands. Just let me move in. So he said, all right, cool. And just like that, I had a home. Just like that. It wasn't much to look at, but just like that, I had a home. And so day after day, I was cleaning. I was fixing the carpet. I tore up all the old carpet, put some new carpet down. I started fixing the walls. I got rid of all the old wallpaper. I put some fresh paint on the walls. And like the guy would come by day after day looking at all the work that I was doing. He'd be like, yo, man, this is dope. Yo, man, this is completely sick. Look at what you're doing with the place, man. And I told him, I said, yo, bro, I told you. I'm doing a plumbing, I'm doing electrical work. And while I was fixing things, I came across this room. And the room had a lock on the door. And I said, well, he said, you know, this is home now, so I guess I can have access to this room right here too. So I just, I broke the lock. Hindsight is 2020. Uh, so I broke the lock and I went into the room. And everywhere I looked, it was like just brokenness. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a large room. It was, it was a small, like almost little closet, but it just had all these little shelves. Shelf of broken things. And I said, you know what? He said, I can move in here. Let me go ahead and I just get all of this stuff. I'm cleaning this room up. I can turn it into something else. So I got rid of all the trash. And while I was doing that, I heard a knock at the door. So I go back to the door. I'm like, I noticed the guy. I know he's gonna give me my props because I'm no, I'm killing the game. So I open up the door and we just chopping it up at the door. You know, we're just talking. And while we're talking, I saw his eyes glance over my shoulder and looked right back to that room that was locked. And he said, yo, man, he said, um, is that door open? And I said, yeah, man. I said, you said I could move in. So I just went ahead and just moved in. I said, I'm cleaning out that room. Give me some more time. It's going to be sharp. It's going to be spotless. He said, yo, 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 man. He said, did you not see the lock that was on the door? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the lock, but you said I could move in. He said, but wait, 
Who told you to go into that room? That was my room and you touched my stuff? Who told you to touch that stuff? It was my stuff. He said, you know what? Get out. Get out. Get out. And just like that, I was homeless all over again. Who would have ever thought of a homeless Christ? I came to your door over and over and over again. I knocked and I knocked and I knocked and I knocked. I didn't care what condition your room was in. I didn't care what condition your house was in. I just knocked and I knocked and I knocked. And every time I knocked, you would open up the door and you would give me some lame excuse. Can you come back, Savior? It's not ready. Savior, can you come back? My life is not together. I'm still sleeping around. I can't have you in here yet. I'm still jacked up. I don't want you in here yet. I'm not ready for your presence, but I did not care. I kept knocking and I knocked and I knocked because I'm insatiable for you. I knock and I knock because I love you. I knock and I knock because my grace is sufficient. I knock and I knock because I want you. I always knew what was behind the door. I never expected you to fix your own carpet. I never expected you to fix your own walls. I never expected you to fix your plumbing. I never expected you to fix your leaks. I know where the cracks are. I know where your foundation is unsettled. I know every inch of you, and you still won't let me in. I knew you when you were in your mother's womb. I knew when you were going to take that last hit. I knew the bed that you was going to wake up in. I knew where you were before you even know where you were. But I love you. And it hurts me so much that I can't hold you. It hurts me so much that I can't wrap my arms around you. It hurts me so much that you distance me. It hurts me so much that I can't be your God. It hurts me so much that I can't be your healer. That you run to your friends and you run here and you run there. And I'm standing right here saying, seek me. You run there and you run there. And I said, I'm the answer. You run there and you run there. And I said, I'm God. You run there and you run there. And I say, I'm Savior. You run there and you run there. And I say, I am the healer. You keep running, and I'm standing right here. You keep running, and I'm like, does she see me? Does he see me? After all the ways that I've made, after all the doors that I've opened, I still have to prove myself. I pour you out time and time and time again and you still don't trust me and on the unlikely chance that you finally do let me in as long as I'm touching the carpet it's fine as long as I'm working on the ceiling and the roof it's fine as long as I'm replastering and repainting your walls it's fine but the moment I go into your stuff, 
the moment I go into your locker room, the moment I start throwing things in the trash, the moment where I really see if you really meant what you said coming to my heart, the moment where I test your yes, the moment when I really test Savior, I'm yours, I'm, I'm going to test it, and when I test it, when I go into the room, your trash more than me. You value the brokenness more than me. And until you invite me back in, I'll just be a homeless class. Until you say yes. And that's all that I'm looking for. Stop wrestling. Stop wrestling. Stop wrestling. Surrender. Let my grace wash over you. Let my power wash over you. Let my healing, let my lotion, let it be under Somebody needs healing. You're watching the 
somebody is watching this right now and you need healing. You need healing. And here's the thing. You've been crying by yourself. You've been crying by yourself. But the healing virtue of God is here. If you would just lift your hands at home. If you're in your living room, lift your hands. If you're in your kitchen, lift your hands. If you're looking at this on your cell phone inside of your car. If you're at your friend's house and you got your ear pods and just lift your hands right here. Let the healing virtue of God. Let the healing virtue of God. Let it overtake you. Let the healing virtue of God. Let it overwash you. Let the healing virtue of God. He'll go right down there to the basement of the issue. He'll go right there to the cause of the issue. He'll go right there where you are afraid to go. He'll heal right there because the Lord is saying, I'm tired of you working on broken pieces. I'm tired of my people working on broken pieces. I'm tired of you smiling outside and being broken inside. I'm tired of you smiling in people's faces. But when you go home, you're absolutely broken and distraught. But the Lord say, I want your face out there to match the joy in here. The Lord says what you're feeling inside. I want it to match what you show outside. I want you to smile inside. I want to renew your joy. I want to renew your strength. I want you to mount up on wings as eagles and soar. Somebody's mounting right now. Somebody's getting wings right now. Open your wings. He's giving you wings right now. He's giving you wings right now. He's giving you wings right now. There's nothing too hard for God. You can heal beyond that. You can be restored beyond that. There's nothing too hard. Nothing too hard. The Lord says, He says, I'm about to do this. He says, I'm about to do this. I'm going to do it again. He says, I'm about to do this. What's happened for many of you, there are generational cycles that you're experiencing. And the Lord says, it's only in my presence where I'll go ahead and destroy that yoke. He says, it's only in my presence where I go ahead and disconnect what happened to the generations before you and you. He says, it's in my presence where I cleanse you. He says, you do not have to be like your mother. You do not have to be like your father. And for some of you, you feel like you don't even have a father. You feel like you don't even have a name. You feel disowned and you feel rejected and you feel like you have no identity. But the Lord says, I am your father. He says, I am your mother. And if you would just come close, the love that you're looking for out there, you'll find in me. You will not find it in the arms of another man. You will not find it in the arms of another woman. What you're looking for is me. It's always been me. It's me in the morning. It's me in the afternoon. It's me in the evening. It's me in the morning hours. It's me through and through. It's me, Alpha. It's me, Omega. It's always been me. Yes, yes, yes. And what I feel is that many of you, you're trying to be satiated and satisfied by what you're out there drinking by the people that you're connecting with and you still feel a hole you still feel unsatisfied that's why you have to go ahead and get high that's why you have to have so much sex that's why you have to go ahead and get drunk but the Lord says if you let me work on your heart 
if you let me deal with you, you will be so changed that when people see you, they won't even recognize that it's you. So tonight, let the healing virtue of Christ wash over your heart. Let it wash over your mind. Let it wash over every area. And just in this moment, before I give it back over to Bashir, who's going to take us further in, just lift your hands. Whatever it is, if you got to put a name to it under your breath, whatever it is, I, uh, whatever it may be, give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. Let him take it. That's right. Let him take it. Back up off of it. Take your hands off of it. Let him take it. Trust him with it. Open your heart to him. And let him make you new.
Saturday night, I prep all up and get ready to go to church. Do my do my weekly duty. And so I had it all together. And then one day I was was at a conference. It was an Amway conference. See, God can save you in many different ways. Not just in church, folks. I was at an Amway convention, and a friend said, hey, listen, they have a church service tomorrow morning. He said, I'd like you to come on down with me. I said, I don't feel like going. He said, no, I want you to come. And you know what? He, he sat me right in the front row. Right in the front row. And here was one of the very successful uh, Amway guys who started preaching, Hellfire and Brimstone. Now, at that time, I was probably about 23, 24 years, 23 years old. Went to church all my life. Did what I had to do. That day, I realized I was going to hell. Because it's not about what you do. It's not about the good things. It's not about painting your face and looking all nice and putting your mask on and getting all dressed up and looking pretty for everybody. As you heard tonight, each and every story that was told here tonight all points to one thing. His name is Jesus. The one that went all the way to the cross. At any time, he could have said, you know what? Forget this. This is not worth it. But remember, folks, he had you on his mind. While he was on the cross, while pain and agony was going in, he was unrecognizable, the Bible says. But while you were on the cross, he had you on your mind. He didn't care where you came from. He didn't care where the foundation was. He didn't care how how destructive you were. He doesn't care where you come from or what you've done. And tonight, I believe that there's those that are out there. I believe there's some out there that have been to church all their lives. Never really got saved. Never really accepted Christ and said, one day, had an emotional change, went up to the altar, said, yeah, I need, because you didn't want to go to hell. It's not about going to hell. It's about being in Christ. You see, you can still miss the mark. Do you know what sin is? Sin means miss the mark. That means when you accept him and the spirit of God lives within you, that means that your arrow, your life is pointed directly, directly into the uh, um, bullseye of Christ. See, heaven is just, just, a, just a, a sugar coating outside of a cake. That's all it is. You see, I don't want to, uh, I want to accept Christ because I want to go to heaven or I don't want to go to hell. No, you accept Christ because you want to be in Him. Yeah, that's good. That's good. good. Because being in Him, you've already got it all. See, you already have heaven. You already have all the blessings. You already have all the healing. You already have all the deliverance. You have everything that you need in Christ. Not in church. Not in makeup. Not in all the things that we try to do. So tonight, 
maybe you're at home right now and you maybe you've never heard it this way and the Lord is just pressing upon your heart tonight tonight's the night today is the day of salvation the word says so maybe tonight's that night now I know many churches many places I'm just going to share from my heart and I used to be I, was, I grew up as a street evangelist and years and years ago, I would tell people, hey, listen, you got to pray this prayer for me. There's nowhere in the Word of God where it tells about a prayer. It's Amen. just truly one thing, and that is knowing that you're a sinner and you can't save yourself. You can right where you are. There ain't no special words. There ain't nothing's going to happen. You, 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 get down on your hands and knees right now, and you just cry out. You just tell God, all the things that you've done. You tell God the things that you know that are not right. The Spirit of God will reveal it to you. And when you do that, guess what? He's going to come into your heart. And not only, not only is He going to save you, but He's going to deliver you, and He's going to start to work. But see, that's just the beginning. That's just step one. Step two, you got to get into the Word word is life. The more you read, the more you understand. Find somebody. Find somebody that you can trust. I'm not saying you got to go to church. I'm not saying you got to do this. All I'm saying is this. You need to have a greater relationship with Christ Jesus. And I believe tonight is a night that you can make that choice. And all you have to do is acknowledge it. Maybe you don't know what to do. Guess what? You can go on the on the on the uh, uh, what's it? Go on the airplane. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Here, I'm TV producer and executive producer. Don't even want to say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> just type, just type on there that that you don't know what to do and you need some and you know what somebody somebody from from this group tonight from this platform tonight will get in touch with you and then you can be a child of the living God you can then say I'm born again and now I can start my life it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are because with God, there's no time. There's no time. There's no frame, time frame. All he wants is your heart. That's all. That's all it is. That's what our life is all about. Just giving our heart to him. Hallelujah. Lord of God. Thank you, Jesus.
Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for coming. Amen.